Also, Jesus did not live one way and then command us to live another way. Much of Jesus' own ministry happened as he was going. In Matthew 20, on the way, he told the disciples about how he would die. In Mark 8, on the way, he taught his disciples about who he is. In Luke 17, as he was going, he healed 10 lepers. And in Luke 8, as Jesus was on his way, he healed a bleeding woman. You can live this mission as you are going also. As you order your coffee, you can be a light shining God's love. As you jog with a friend, you can share a bit of God's truth. As you're driving, you can teach your kids about mercy by letting someone merge ahead of you. Finally, Jesus says, I am with you always to the end of the age. You are not alone with this mission. Jesus will be right beside you, guiding you. That means you're not in charge of the outcome. God is. You're simply in charge of letting yourself be used by Him. Because it's not about what you can do for God. It's about what God can do through you. The Everyday Commission. Is it great? Yes. But you handle the everyday. Let God make it great. And all God's people say it. Uh, we are in Matthew chapter number 28. While you're turning there, while you're turning there, let me, let me say just a brief word of reminder. Or let's kind of go over what we have covered and what we have studied and what we know already uh, about this great commission that we have or this everyday commission. It says in Matthew 28 verse 16, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee and into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power, say amen, amen, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Come on. Amen. Now, here is, here is our review. We, we, we said last week there were, three, there were three main points that we wanted to talk about and discuss and really understand. One is our motive. Our motive. Why we do what we do. Why we do what we do. What is our motive? To understand our mission, we have to understand our motive. Because it is our motive that drives our mission. And we said that our motive, without a doubt, no questions asked, it is the glory of God. Everything we do is for the glory of God. We live and breathe for the glory of God. God made man to bring him glory. God designed man to bring him glory. God purposed man to bring him glory. God commanded man to bring him glory. He said, whatever you do, whether it's in, in deed or word, whether you eat or drink, do all, say that with me, do all to the glory of God. Everything we are is to bring glory to God. That's our motive. Not only our, our, our motive is to bring glory to God when we're talking about missions and the Great Commission, our motive is the glory of God, but it's also the love of people. The love of people. Say that with me. The 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why did God give his son? Because of the love of people. Why did the son give his life? Because of the love of people. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Say amen. Our motive is the glory of God. Our motive is the love for people. We have to love people. We have to love people like God loved people. Say amen. Then secondly, our mission. Last week we talked about our mission. What is our mission? It is to get the gospel to those who've never heard. Get the gospel. It is the spread of the gospel. It is the spread of the good news. It's getting the word out that Jesus saves. It's getting the word out that there is a Savior. It's getting the word out that we are horrible sinners who have a wonderful Savior who is offering a great salvation. Amen? Let's get the word out. That's our mission. We've got to get the word out. We've got to tell everybody. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Listen, our mission is to spread the gospel, get the gospel out, get the good news out of Jesus Christ. Then, not only that, but it's making disciples. It's making disciples. It's one thing, it's one thing to proclaim or publish the gospel, but it's another thing to develop disciples. And the Great Commission is not just spreading the gospel, it is making disciples. Making disciples. The word teach there. And you've seen in the video, you see in the video the word go means at, and by the way, Gus, I see you over there. I seen you when I got up. Hey Amen. It's good to have Brother Gus back with us this morning. Uh, the word, say amen right there. Amen. Uh, 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 the word go means as you are going. It is really not a command. If you look at and study the word, it's not a command. What he's saying is as you're doing your thing, as you're doing your, your daily business, when you go to work, when you go to school, when you go to the market, in other words, as you are going, accomplish this. Accomplish what? Making disciples. As you are going, make disciples. That is our calling. That is our mission. Are y'all with me? Our motive is the glory of God. Our mission is the spread of the gospel and developing, making disciples. If that makes sense, everybody say amen. amen. Now, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? What is the method? That's number three. That's what we're going to talk about today. The method. The method. How do we accomplish our mission? Well, we follow the Bible. And if we follow the Bible, it makes it very clear. In Acts chapter number 1, verse 8, <clears throat> Jesus is speaking to the disciples. He's speaking to the disciples. He's fixing to go back to heaven. And, uh, and, and, and they're kind of they're interested in prophecy. They're wanting to know when the next prophecy conference is. They're wanting to go, and, and, and they're interested in, in, in the end times. And, 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 and you know what? I'm, I'm being a little facetious here. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because of this. There's so many people that are so interested in stuff that's, that's irrelevant. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm for prophecy, and I like to talk about prophecy. But if you're more concerned with prophecy than your neighbor going to hell, we have a problem. He said, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father put in his own hands. But, he says this, ye shall, verse Acts 1, 8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be, come on, everybody, ye shall be witnesses. Ye shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, that means Coleman. Hello? In Jerusalem, Judea, that means Alabama. 
How many of y'all know Alabama has sinners in it? Are y'all with me? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. How many of y'all know America needs Jesus? America needs Jesus. Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Japan needs Jesus. Germany needs Jesus. The Matilli needs Jesus. Russia needs Jesus. We need to take the gospel to every creature in every nation. Say amen. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Two things. Two ways we're going to accomplish this. Two ways we're going to accomplish this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, through witnesses or as witnesses. And I'm, 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 I'm going to kind of... I'm going to kind of separate these two as witnesses. Now, I want everybody to say this. I, come on, everybody, in, in the balcony, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. I, I am a missionary. I am a missionary. Even if you don't go to Germany, you're a missionary. Now, I'm using two different words to, to accomplish something just because it's what you have in your frame of context, what it means. I'm going to use the word witnesses and missionaries, okay? Witnesses stay home. Missionaries go abroad. But everybody needs to understand this. Everybody's missionaries. But does everybody get me right there? I, I, but I'm using these two different words to distinguish one from the other. Does this make sense? Oh, in other words... Uh, uh, Brother Travis, come up here a minute. I, I don't need you yet, but I, I want you to come up here just a second. <clears throat> All right, I'm staying at home. I'm a witness. Brother Travis is going to the Philippines. He's a missionary. You see what I'm doing here? I'm using one word to distinguish one and one word to distinguish the other, but I do understand this concept according to God's word. If I am a child of God, I am a missionary. I have a responsibility to carry the gospel to someone who doesn't know Jesus. Does this make sense? Okay, all right, just, just, just sit right there just a second. All right, now, here, here's what the Bible teaches us. Here's what the Bible teaches. You shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem. Let's say this. Let's say Jerusalem is your, 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 your Coleman. We are to be witnesses of Jesus in Coleman. We are to be witnesses of Jesus in West Point. We are to be witnesses of Jesus in Decatur. We are to be witnesses of Jesus in Holly Pond. You say, oh, but they have churches. They don't need churches. They need disciples. I know there's a lot of churches. I know there's a lot of spiritual type influences. But, but listen, we, we've got the crookedest county of, of uh, come on. Whether we have tons of churches or not, that's not, we're still being ineffective. My, my friend did a, did a survey of the churches in Coleman County. In Coleman County. Called every church he could that would give him any information whatsoever. And he asked two questions. What is your seating capacity? And what is your average attendance? In other words, how many can you put in the pews? How many seats do you have? How, what is your seating capacity? And what is your average attendance? And do you know what the average usage of church buildings are in Coleman County alone? In other words, the attendance compared to the seating capacity. Do you realize that we are using less than 25% of the seating capacity of all the churches in Coleman County? Hello. What does that say? That means we're not being witnesses. That is saying we're not getting the gospel out. 
That is saying we are not fulfilling the responsibility as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know why? Because a disciple will go and tell. A disciple will go and tell. Andrew told Peter. Philip told Nathaniel. The woman at the well, she left her pot at the well, walked off with the well, told every man in the city, come see a man who done told me everything. You got to check him out. How about the demoniac? How about the demoniac? He wanted to go with Jesus in the boat. Jesus said, no, 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 you don't need to go with me. You need to go tell everybody what good things have done for you. And the Bible says that he went out and told the whole city. Preacher, what are you saying? If you know the gospel, you have an obligation. You have a responsibility to proclaim that gospel. If you possess the gospel, you have to proclaim the gospel. You don't have to preach a sermon. You don't have to have an outline. You don't have to have a PhD. You don't have to have gone to Bible college. All you need to know is that there was a Savior who looked down from above and seen you where you was and came to where you was, changed your life forever, saved your soul, put your name in glory, made you a home in heaven. All you got to know is what God done for you. You don't, have to, you don't even have to know the Romans road. All you got to do is say, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. We are witnesses. We are witnesses. We have to go tell. We cannot, you, you cannot ease your conscience by coming to church, putting some money in the plate, putting some money in his pocket so he can go tell, so you don't have to. It don't work that way. The light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. What does that mean? We are a hypocrite. If we will go across the Pacific to tell somebody about Jesus and we won't go across 5th Street to tell somebody about Jesus. We're witnesses. We're to get the gospel out. We're witnesses. Say it with me. I am a missionary too. Are y'all with me? You say, this is missions emphasis. It is. I'm trying this to get our understanding. We're missionaries. Missionaries. As you are going. As you are going. Preacher, how do I do that? Just ask God to remind you. Just ask God to remind you. I'm very shy. I'm very shy. All this this cold turkey stuff is for the turkeys. (laughs) Amen. This, this, just, I'm, I'm not, there's some people just go talk to a stranger, boom, 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 they're just great with that. Uh, Brother Wood, David Wood, I mean, you just think about, oh my goodness. I, I, I'm not that way, but there's one thing I, I've, I've kind of got in, 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 in my little deal that I do that helps me because I'm so nervous about that. I, I say, man, do you get to go to church anywhere? And don't, don't, there's a difference between that and saying, you go to church. That's like saying, how's your kidneys? Are there, are I mean, that's kind of, are y'all with me? Don't act like that. But if you, if you say, man, do you get to go to church somewhere? I, I, very rarely, if ever, do I ever have a, a rough response or a negative response to that. Well, well I, I kind of, I you know, uh, uh, I, no, I, I, I said, man, you need to come to temple. They have got a preacher that is unbelievable. 
and he's about to fall. That's what happens when you get arrogant. God will make you fall right there. Amen. And usually they don't catch it. But every now and then you'll get a sharp one. They'll say, it's you, ain't it? Preacher, why do you do that? Because I'm nervous and I'm scared and I'm shy and I'm just trying to do whatever I can to give them the gospel. Use whatever works for you, but whatever you do, as you are going, tell somebody about Jesus. Are you all with me? Say amen. Listen, just take advantage. i got to hurry. Take advantage of the opportunities it's given you. The Bible says in in Acts chapter number 2, In Acts chapter number 2, at the very end of Acts chapter number 2, there's a phrase that says, God added to the church daily such as uh, should be saved. In other words, all those who were getting saved, God was added. And I thought, daily? Daily? How is that possible? Well, if you keep reading in chapter 3, it tells you how. During their daily routine, during their daily routine, Peter and John were going into the temple in the hour of prayer in chapter number 3. In their daily routine, there's this guy. There's this guy that's crippled. He's begging. Peter looks at him. The guy thought he was going to get a hand out. And Peter said, silver and gold are by none, but such as I have, give I thee. Rise up and walk. Y'all know what happened. Dude gets up. When he got up, he was jacked up. Say amen. And when he was jacked up, he spoke up. He was so excited. I tell you what, you've been crippled your whole life. You'll be excited too. Let's, let's spiritualize that. When a person that's, I love seeing real lost people get really saved. I do, because the more lost they are, the more saved they act. It's you religious people that don't act right. But them real lost people, when they get real saved, as, as hard as they was for the devil, they go after you, and they're excited. They have gone from darkness to light. They've gone from death to life, and they are excited. And, man, that's what happened. But here's the thing. All he did was taking advantage of an opportunity that was right in front of him. Some people think in order to be a witness or a missionary, you got to jump up on a box on the corner of the street and preach out, everyone's going to hell! Now, I appreciate the efforts of them guys, but they're hurting their cause more than helping it. You don't have to act weird to be a witness. But you can see an opportunity. God will present an opportunity to you. And by the way, y'all not going to believe this, but most opportunities that are presented are usually presented in the form of a problem. And if people's problems are a nuisance to you, you're not being a good witness because God will give them a problem because you know the problem solver. And if that problem will meet that problem solver, say amen. And when you help somebody with their problem, it's unbelievable. They'll They'll be a friend for life. Just take advantage of an opportunity. It may be at work. It may be at school. It may be in the marketplace. Wherever it is, just be sensitive to that opportunity because God will show you if you will be submissive and obedient to take advantage of it. Are you all with me? Say amen. All right, now, that's that's us. Now, how are we going to reach the Matilli? How are we going to reach the, the, the people in the Philippines? How are we going to reach the people in Germany? How, how are we going to reach people in Dominican? Because we got to, doesn't the Bible say, go ye into all the world? Doesn't it say all nations? Doesn't it say that? That means everybody. We, have, we don't just have a responsibility to Jerusalem, to, to Coleman. We have a responsibility to all nations. So how do we do that? Turn with me to Acts chapter 13. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Real quickly. <clears throat> if you're slow, that's not taken out of my time. <clears throat> 
Acts 13. Acts 13, this is great. This is, this is how it happens, guys. And, Dad, can you come up here? Can you come up here? And you've got to come to the second service, too. I don't know what you had planned or not, but I need you in the second service, if you don't mind, sir, please. <clears throat> over here, over here, over here. Thank you. Yes, I'm still afraid of him. <clears throat> Acts 13, Acts 13. Are you all there? Now, watch this. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Serene and Manian which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. What that tells me there is some diversity in the church and there needs to be. There needs to be great diversity in the church. We should be a church of all nations. Amen? Now watch. Watch what happens. As they ministered. Say that with me. As they ministered. They're serving. They're busy. They're working in the church. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. There is a very famous, there's a very, I say very famous, a pretty famous uh, preacher in Atlanta that said he didn't believe in a supernatural calling. Well, that's because he don't read the Bible. The Bible says the Holy Ghost, that's supernatural, called them. That's calling. Supernatural calling. He was trying to say just anybody can just do whatever. It doesn't matter. Anybody in here without, there's no such thing as a calling. Some people are just good speakers and some are not. Baloney. If I was not called to do this, I would be a veterinarian. Because they don't talk back. Say amen. Are you all with me? One preacher re- re- retired from being a preacher and then he became a mortician. And they said, why did you become a mortician after being a preacher? He says, because when I straighten them up now, they stay straight. Bless God. I get that. Amen. No. Moving right. Sorry, Brother Jim. I didn't. <clears throat> anyway. All right. All right. Here's how this works. We're not going to go past. Dad, if you'll come right here. Uh, most of y'all. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> most of y'all know my dad, my father. And, and, and we can get this cycle continues, but we're not going to go behind him. But dad is saved. He's converted. Somebody told him about Jesus. He got saved. Got the verily, verily kind. Somebody say amen right there. God called him to preach supernatural calling sent him to uh, fort pierce florida bethel baptist church in fort pierce florida he's pastoring but see he was serving first he was a sunday school teacher first he was a witness first he was involved first and out of that involvement god called him does that make sense now here here's here's what happens first they are converted Paul was converted to Jesus Christ first. This is the first step. Say that with me. First, they are converted. Now, here's what happens. And this is Brother, Brother Travis. Most of y'all know, come on up here. Most of y'all know Brother Travis. He's so awesome. He is. I really believe that all my heart. Awesome. Heart for God, for missions, for everything that God's. Now, uh, uh, he hasn't always been saved. He run around with my brother. <clears throat> In high school, he was with my brother. And, and, and uh, 
For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Are y'all with me? Well, his mama got saved. And his mama got the verily, verily kind. Well, when, when, when your mama gets saved, mama wants son to get saved. So she starts putting notes, notes in his lunchbox and, 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 and tell him, he's going to go to hell if he don't get saved. Now, that's a note from mama, amen? <laughs> well, God starts dealing with him, and God starts convicting him. So uh, Brother Travis comes to uh, my front yard, and he's sitting in a car in a, in a Ford Thunderbird in, in, in our driveway in my, my home where I grew up. And in that Ford Thunderbird, he got gloriously converted. He was led to the Lord by my father, just like my father was led to the Lord by another man of God and another servant, another witness. You see how this works? All right, now, now, he is converted. So what does he do? He starts serving. I was down there for a period of time. Me and him go out on visitation together. We are working in the church. We are doing what they were doing in Acts chapter number 13. And in the midst of that serving, the Holy Ghost, called him y'all with me the holy ghost called him now watch what i'm just giving you bible watch 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 verse two as they ministered to the lord and fasted the holy ghost said separate me barnabas and saul for the work whereinto i have called them so he's converted now he's called he takes a step all right he surrenders to that call he surrenders to that call Two o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> That's a whole other story. Ask Brother Travis about that. Now, Brother Travis has a supernatural call on his life. He has a supernatural call on his life. He's called to preach. He's called to minister. He's called to be a missionary. Uh, uh, now, he doesn't know all of the details of that fact first. He goes to school to be trained. All he knows is there's a calling. He's not sure if it's a calling to pastor or calling to be an evangelist or calling to be a missionary, whatever that is. At that point in time, it was irrelevant. See, you can have the anointing on you and not be king yet. David had the anointing of oil on him, and he was hiding in the cave because it wasn't time yet. But that's a whole other message, which is a good one. No boy, I tell you. All right? Now, he's called. Now, God clarifies something. There's a calling to the Philippines. Okay, initially, it was from Bethel. Bethel really... Was, was the sending church and everything, but, but now he is at Temple and, and we're, 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 we're together. And we have sent him, uh, Dad sent him from Bethel. We have sent him, what's, what's, what's the next verse? Verse number three. Verse number three. And when they had fasted and prayed and, come on, and laid their hands on them, they, what's that next word? They sent them away. The word sent means more than, see you. If you look up the word, it means to release from. It means to, uh, in other words, not only was he released from his responsibilities at Bethel and his responsibilities here at Temple, but he is supported in his calling to go. See, he can't do this on his own. He can't do this. First, he's converted. Then he's called. Let's just say the calling from Temple because you was confirmed that Philippines is where you're supposed to be at the, Right? Am I right about that? Okay, I don't want to mess that up. He's called. He's converted. He's called. Now, he's got to go to that calling. But guess what? He can't do that by himself. He is released from his burden here uh, in, the, in the physical form, in his responsibilities, in his classes or whatever he's doing here, but also financially. 
We as a church help him get here. If you will look at the book of Acts, if you will look at the book of Acts, you will find where the, 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 the church would send offerings to Paul to help him plant churches. Are y'all with me? There's so many people that don't understand how missions work. So what he has to do, what he has to do, he has to go to like-minded churches like Temple. People that believe the same as Temple, preach the same as Temple, doctrinally sound like Temple, and say, listen, God has called me to this field. God has called me to this responsibility. Will you help me? Will you partner with me to get there? So as we financially support Brother Travis and, and other churches that he has gone to, give me some names, just a couple churches, just off the top of your head. Bethel Baptist Church, Victory Baptist Church. What are they doing? We're all partnering together to see the Philippines find shelter, to see the Filipino kids find some food to eat, more importantly than anything, so the Filipino people can hear about Jesus. Does this make sense? So what we do when we take up an offering, I, I, I say what I do. Let me just say what I do. I give a tenth of my income because I believe that is a, the basic standard all through the Bible to let God know what I have is His. Everything I have is His. I'm just returning this ten to signify the, the full, the all, the everything. And then I give above that to the building because we needed something to sit in. Say amen. Now that was a little selfish because I was glad to go from three services to two, so I was helping my own cause. Amen. I give a little to the building for that. But then I give above that to missions. Everything above that to missions. I give specifically to missions so that can happen. Now, this is not necessarily a missions conference to raise money for missions. This is an awareness. But there were so many people that didn't understand how missions work. This is how it works. First, they are converted. Then they are supernaturally called. And then they are commissioned. They are commissioned by the church. We lay our hands on them. We pray for them. Go in our blessing. We are with you. We are supporting you. We are partnering together. And then they go. That's how they go to Matili. That's how they go to Germany. That's how they go to Russia. That's how they go to China. Does this make sense, everybody? This is how it works. This is how we're going to get the gospel to every creature. This is how we're going to reach the unreached. There are millions of people who are still unreached now this may not have you nervous yet but guess what God's going to call some of you so why do you say that because I don't think at this point that we're going to build another building <clears throat> I don't think I'm not going to say we ain't because every time I say we're never going to do something we end up having to do it so I'm not going to say that but I don't think we are but it's not the seating capacity of a building that is, it determines its success. It's its sending capacity. Paul and Barnabas was, was just as satisfied as can be teaching Sunday school. But God says, I got something bigger for you. And there are people in this room on the bottom floor and in the balcony right now. I'm, I'm telling you, God is going to call you. God is going to send you. God is going to challenge you. And it will be the greatest blessing of your life. Preacher, that scares me to death. It did me too. I ain't going to lie. I went to Dad and I said, Dad, I feel like God is calling me to preach and everything. And, and he says, well, you'll have to stand in front of the church and tell everybody. I said, in front of everybody? He said, well, you dummy, you're going to be preaching. You're going to be in front of everybody anyway. I said, oh, I can't do that, Dad. I can't do that. I don't want, I just, I'm so nervous. I don't want to have to get in front of everybody. And he lied to me. 
He said, well, just stand beside me and I'll say everything. I said, man, that's great. I'll do that. I get up in front of the whole church and I'm standing there beside him. He's got his arm around me. And he says, Malcolm's got something he wants to say. (laughs) Say, why would he do that? He's like John Wayne. If you don't know how to swim, he just throws you in. Say, man. (laughs) Listen, the call is scary. But it is some kind of reward. Let's be honest, guys. Most of y'all have been going here quite a while. Think about this. Everybody up top and in the bottom. Can you see me doing anything but this right here? When I don't have a chance to preach, it, it, I, 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 I got to preach. Because it's a calling. I don't care what Dr. Digger in Atlanta said. It is supernatural. You cannot do what you are supposed to do without the touch of God on your life. Now, here's the thing. You may not be going to the Philippines as a missionary, but you are going to Coleman as a witness. We're all missionaries. We all have a responsibility to the Great Commission. Let's get busy with it. If you feel in God's heart that God is touching you to help with missions, hey, just put that on there and say, this is my tithe. This goes to the local church, the local ministry to accomplish everything we do here, to pay the mortgage, pay the lights, do all that. But I want to give such and such so I can help Bibles to get to foreign people. Help the, those missionaries go. Help those young people and those older people go on those mission trips so we can see the gospel come to, come to pass. And all God's people say it. Let's stand. Everyone stand. Bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment. I, I, I want to pray for you and with you. You say, you say, preacher, what was this whole month about? It was just a refresher. Our main missions month is in October or November at the end of the year. But this was so we can remember we're witnesses. We're missionaries. Out of sight, out of mind. And I want to challenge you right now to be obedient to God. Maybe there is someone here that God's been dealing with you for a while about serving in missions. Maybe God's been dealing with you about going to the mission field with Brother Sean and being involved that way. Well, I tell you what, today, make a commitment to do it. Make Make a commitment to surrender, to be completely obedient to God. Brother Sean's here. You can talk to him about it today. Listen, we're here to do everything we can to get the gospel to people who need Jesus. Will you surrender? Will you help with this effort? Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move in an awesome way. I pray that you'll, Lord, just just bless those that are in this building. Lord, there may be some here that need to be converted. Maybe there's some here that doesn't know you as their Savior. They need to be saved. Well, we've got people at this altar. Be glad to take a Bible and show them how to be saved. Lord, maybe there's someone here that you're calling, you're dealing with, and they need to make it public. They need to stand and say, hey, I want to go. I want to do. I want to surrender completely, fully my life to whatever God has me to do. Let them do that today. Not another day, not another day of procrastination, not another day of putting it off. Lord, but surrender. The greatest peace in my life came when I quit running from God and I said, Lord, okay, I'm I'm tired of running. 
I surrender. Lord, maybe today is that day they need to surrender. I pray your perfect will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. If you